Amen. Matthew chapter 5. are the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost his savor wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men now our text for this morning ye again plural ye are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light, again, why pronouns is plural, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. And Lord, we do thank you for those that are assembled here. And Lord, uh, we are torn, torn as, a, as a church in two places. Lord, with the loss of our brother. Uh, Lord, and also uh, needing to give you glory for the morning. And Lord, we'd ask that you'd be the comfort uh, that only you can be. Uh, to the family and to the church. And Lord, that uh, you would be honored, Lord, by both the events of this morning uh, and, uh, and our goodbye service tomorrow. And we'll thank you for it, Lord. We ask, help our hearts this morning to listen to your voice. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. Not to re-preach, but just to catch you all up. Not to re-preach, verse 13, but you remember that we looked at salt, and of course with the use of the word savor, we're talking about, you know, matter of fact, I think I still have my, my illustration here. Salt is something that we use to flavor. We use to flavor, and that was the intent, is that we are to affect those around us and the world around us. We are supposed to be salt. And if salt isn't salty, it's worthless. And uh, we talked about how that uh, in the Middle East, where this is written, what's written about, that salt many times is right there uh, in the rocks. I mean, it would, be, it would be just part of the rocks. Sometimes they would take it out of the Dead Sea. They'd take water out of the Dead Sea and fill up a hole and let the water evaporate and then scrape the salt off the bottom. But they also just had it literally in the cliffs. You could walk up to a cliff 
and you could find uh, the, the saltiness, the salt rock there that they could use for flavoring and for uh, preservation of their food and such. And that salt that had been separated from the main portion of the salt in the rock, in the cliffs, that had been affected by the dirt and the water around us, would literally lose its savor. Like, they get it, taste, there's nothing there. And what they did with that, literally, is they spread it on the road because it would help fill in cracks uh, and it helped provide a little bit of traction. That was all it was good for instead of being, you know, something to flavor a little bit or to preserve. And we looked at how that just a little bit of salt goes a long way. You know, when, when the cap comes off, has anybody ever, you know, one of those college things that you do on purpose, they take the cap off and watch it so you can pfft the whole thing and the thing's ruined. I mean, you know, who wants to eat that? You know, and they're like... Can you bring me five gallons of water with that? Thank you, no. And just a little bit of salt is supposed to affect, and that's us. He says we, and he's talking to the disciples there, chapter 5 and verse 1. He's talking to his disciples. He says, you all, being few in number, are supposed to affect the whole world. And, of course, that extends to us. And now here we have a different illustration. He changes the illustration in verse 14 to ye are the light of the world. Now, I don't know about you, but the first thing I think of, because he goes from here, the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And I'm going, those are two, he, you know, he's mixing, his, he's mixing his metaphors. But he's not, and, and, and I'll explain it here in a little bit. So many of the cities in, uh, in Israel were actually set up on hills. That was kind of a common thing. Uh, some people believe they know exactly what city he was talking about here, and that he was pointing at it. That might very well be. We don't know that. But a city that is set on a hill, it's true. It, can't be, it cannot be hid. If you've ever seen one, if you've ever seen a, a city that's, a, that's literally on the top of a mountain, or seen pictures of them, some, notably maybe in Italy you'll see some of those. And of course they're in Jerusalem, a lot of castles they put up. It can be seen for miles, miles and miles. Is everybody here? Now we were just in Kansas, coming across Kansas. Kansas is the place where... Your dog can run away, and about three days later, you can still still, still see him. I, I mean, it's crazy the, how far you can see. I thought, you know, if, if, if the Old West movies were ever about um, Kansas riding off into the sunset, that'd be a really long ending to a movie. Isn't it? I was picturing, that's the first thing I did, is I was picturing Brother Ross, you know, riding off into the sunset. And I realized I'm driving across Kansas going, man, that would be a long, stinking ride. I'm... Somehow I think it'd be better here, just over the hill and you're done. It's, it's good, you know. But ye are the light of the world. Now listen, listen to how it's worded. He says, you're the light of the world. And then he uses the reference of a city that's set on a hill. It, it literally can't be hid. It, it's not going to be hid. You're going to see it from wherever you are. And then he says in verse 15, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now that's kind of rhetorical, like no duh. We need some light in here. Click, click, click. Makes perfect sense, right? No, of course not. You don't, nobody does this. I mean, that's foolish. He says, instead of covering it, and what do you say? We put it on a candlestick. Does anybody, as many, you know, like when we lose electric every once in a while and you have to haul out the candles, and you can, you can set one in the room, but if you set it on a candlestick, literally, it gives light. One candle can give light to all that are in the room just because the light, same light, is elevated. What does that mean? Made more visible. 
its ability to cast more light. You see, you get the picture, a city set on a hill, an elevated light, okay? So he says, neither do men light a candle, verse 15, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And then he points to the disciples, and thus to us, and he says, let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, you think you, if you don't already have the basic idea, uh, you, you're maybe still thinking about supper or dinner coming up or something. But let, let's let's get in here. Listen, city set on a hill, a light on a candlestick are both highly visible. Is everybody here? They're highly visible. They they are not hid. They affect everything that is around them. If you're anywhere near it. They're going to see it. They're going to be affected by it. They're going to receive the light from it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, I have a friend that went to, to Italy to visit his, all of his uh, extended family, and he took a picture of a, of a, looked like a white city. I mean, everything was painted white with red roofs up on top of a hill, and a perfect picture. You could be miles around, and you're not going to miss that city. I mean, it's one of those things where, well, you know, when you're asking for directions, like, well, how do I get there? And they'll say, just go right down this road. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. I mean, it's there. Like, I just had a lady. She's up here in our parking lot. She said, where's Walmart? Walmart? Just take a left at the stop sign. <laughs> well, where is it? Oh, don't worry. You can't miss it. Just keep going. It'll be there on your left. You can't miss it. Now, some people, you have to be a little bit more explanatory than that, but... but you can't miss it. You get the, get the picture here that Christians, he's, he's talking to his disciples, an extension to us, is he doesn't want their Christianity being something that is playing ninja in the world. He doesn't want it to be something that, well, you know, I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. Oh, yeah, and, you know, subtitle, I'm also a Christian. Subclause. I am so sick of hearing, well, religion is a private matter. No, it's not. That's not what that says. That says it better be stinking public in front of everybody. Don't, and don't just keep it, you know, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So what about the Bears game yesterday? No, it's not going with the flow. It's not sticking with everyone else. It's not looking like everyone else. And maybe, maybe I can do just a little bit to affect. No, it's, it's literally saying, no, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. That defines who I am. That's the light. That's the light of my life. And hopefully it affects around. It walks around. <coughs> and even says clearly that it is about good works. Good works. Kind of hard to get away from that as a Christian. Well, how are they supposed to know you're a Christian? How do Christians act? If you don't know, I'll give you, this is amazing. Just ask a lost person. I'm serious. You ask a lost person. They'll tell you, Christians aren't supposed to do that. I remember when I was a kid, Christian rock music just started really coming out, you know, and I remember all the argument back and forth. And Now granted, okay, so I'm a kid from the 70s and 80s, so some of you remember what the Christian rock looked like then? It's weird. I mean, weird. Striper, you know, they look like, well, it was the 80s. But I remember I, I, would, I would play ball with, with a kid back behind the church. We were going into evangelism, so we had our RV parked there at the backside of the church, and we're playing catch, and we're talking about stuff, and 
we got on the music, and I don't even think we got on the music, and he looked at me and said, what's this with Christian rock anyways? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, like, great, I'm going to talk about music with a kid who's lost, I don't even know what to say, you know, and he says, he says, Christian and rock, he said, that don't belong together. <laughs> totally lost kid, doesn't go to church, could care less, that, that don't belong together. Like, really? And, I mean, it was simple, plain to him. I, I remember sitting, some of you have heard me tell the story, and I don't mean to repeat too many stories, but... Well, I was taking some of my computer training because uh, I wanted to be, bi- be prepared to be bivocational. So I was, I was training on, on automation, uh, things that would like turn lights on and off. And you could hit one button and it would change the whole scheme of lighting and sound and shades and all that kind of stuff. I was learning how to do all that programming for that kind of thing. And I was sitting with two guys who were in the business. They were doing this all the time. And, and they were both not knowing I was a preacher because uh, we like first time we'd ever actually sat together and hadn't had lunch, and I'm sitting there thinking, wonder how I can work the gospel in here. And they start talking about church. I'm going, here it comes. This is great. I can't believe this, you know. And, and they start, and when they realize what they're saying, and I'm just, I just shut up because I want to hear what they had to say, because they both installed at churches. They're all these, you know, fancy lights, and I mean, and then they they show up and sound, and they they said, one guy said, you know, I went there. He said because I had to make sure everything was kind of running like it's supposed to. He said, it looked like they were trying to be the nightclub. He said, and frankly, they didn't know I was a preacher, okay? This just lost people talking. He said, frankly, the nightclub was a lot better. And the other guy said, yeah, I did the same thing. He said, I thought church was supposed to be about a message. I thought they were supposed to be talking about the Bible and what, like, what God says. He said, I had the same thing. It was just like trying to get everybody in there both going, yeah, yeah, the nightclub is way better. I'm like, so I'm a, pat, a preacher, we're like, oh, we are so sorry. I'm like, no, no, I completely agree with, yes, church is supposed to be about a message. And no, it's not supposed to be about a church showing off its toys or trying to look like the world. There is supposed to be a, a difference. A light in the darkness, not trying to hide in the darkness. Sneak through life and stab everybody with a little bitty gospel knife, you know. Is everybody here? Listen. And they as lost people knew that whatever churches they installed in, and I don't know what kind of churches they were, I'm not trying to pick on them, or, but they knew that the churches they went to and did this, these installs for weren't real churches. They knew it. They're just trying to, they're trying to be popular. You know, they're trying to entertain people. This isn't about entertainment. Thank the Lord we have things like air conditioning. You know, the largest church in the world right now meets in a building that would never meet our fire codes, does not have air or heat. I believe it's in Mexico City. I think the membership is like around 35,000 people right now. It's a gospel preaching church. They come in, they sweat to death, but they listen to the preacher because it's about the message. Now, thank the Lord we got AC, okay? I'll just tell you. And if it breaks down this week, Brother Andy, (laughs) we're calling somebody to fix it. But this isn't, the, what if we don't have the building? We can still be a church. Notice it says ye. Ye are the light of the world. Now, you, you, again, you understand that that's a collective. So it's a collective. You, but also individually all you in this collective, you guys are the light of the world. But ye are the light of the world. He's looking at the disciples saying, hey, you as a group, you need to be the light of Jesus Christ in this darkness. And thus to us here in Jerome, he looks at Jerome Bible Baptist Church and the, 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 the application is direct. You, 
members of Jerome Bible Baptist Church, you are to be the light of the world you can reach. <coughs> I apologize. <coughs> I'm doing better, but <coughs> I'm doing great, but cough is not. <coughs> and, and not just a little bit, not pretend, not sneaking around Christian, not going with the flow un unless you're like put on the spot where you have to be a Christian. No, it's literally on purpose not just saying, I am a Christian, but actually raising it up on a, on a stand or putting yourself on a hill and saying, no, this is who I am. This is, this, is, this is what it ought to be. It's not doing what everyone else is doing. Well, you know, it, it's not a tax loophole, but everybody's doing it. Is it against the law? What, what would a Christian do? Are you hear me? Well, you know, it, it's just the world... Just go with the flow. Stop, you know, stop, stop trying to you know, rock the boat. I don't know about you, but in America, there needs to be some people rocking the boat right now, for sure. Amen. You shouldn't be the, you shouldn't be the last one. When, when, when abortion comes up, you shouldn't be the last one to start saying, um, no, no, that's murder. We're, we're not going there. That's, 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 we're, not, we're not doing that. Amen? You shouldn't be the last one when you've blown it and opened up your mouth when you shouldn't have to turn around and say, I was wrong. Would you forgive me? Why? Because the world doesn't do that. I mean, for heaven's sakes, how many times have we even heard, I've even heard just in the last year about these leaders, I never apologize. Leaders should never apologize. What? Hold on. Yeah, Jesus never apologized. We didn't have to. Y'all here? Okay. Right, he's the only one. Listen, like, Christians should act like Christians. And the world knows that. It's us Christians who are... Well, I, you, know, I, you know, this whole baloney about, well, you can't talk about Christ at work. Can you talk about the Seattle Mariners at work? Does that have anything to do with work? This absolutely you can talk about your religion at church. At work. Better be able to do it at church. <laughs> Better be able to do it at church. Do you hear that? Well, I don't want to rock the boat. Got your candle lit. Is everybody here? Come on, this, this is just straight up stuff. If we were to talk, if we were to go to your coworkers or your neighbors and, and ask them, uh, so that guy over there, is he a believer in Jesus Christ? A, a what now? A believer in Jesus Christ. Oh no. Well, what do you know about him? Okay, there you go. We had some new neighbors move in across the street. And uh, my daughter made some cookies, she, you know, trying to make some money, just walking around, just... You know, trying to, she can't get a job yet, so she's trying to be active, earning some money. So we stop over there, and we're talking to them. And, and so eventually we're like, so you guys go to church? Yeah, because yeah. we knew. We, kept, we saw their vehicle leave. And they saw ours come back in quite a bit after theirs. <laughs> All the time, like even Wednesday nights. So we said, well, we figure you guys must be churchful. Yeah, we kind of figured that about you too, you know. Why? Because it's obvious. Come church, there you go Sunday, there they go again. You know, you know, listen, you know what it shouldn't be? Think about 
go down to the grocery store and you're interacting with the people at the grocery store and they don't like to see you coming? Is that, is that being a good Christian? No, that's, I'm, I'm just, I'm a Christian, but at church, but at the grocery store. You losers? Can't you ever get this right? How come you don't have this stuff in stock? How come you all are lazy? People don't do that. Oh, yes, they do. You don't live real life if you haven't heard somebody do that. <coughs> Amen. Oh, what do we know about that guy? Oh, all he ever does is holler at his family. Yep. They claim to be Christian. You should hear what we hear. I live in one of those neighborhoods where you can hear the neighbors do stuff. Does anybody else live in? You know, here's your choice as a believer. I'm a believer. Well, you know, I, I'm just, and I want, I want you to see this, because here's what we'll say. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not that personality. Well, when I see the thing says lifted up on a candlestick, it seems to be that that's ir- irrelevant of personality. Amen. Lift up your Christianity. Let people see your good works. Well, what are those? You probably should ask yourself that question. Good question. What are they? Come on. What are they? No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to be involved in that form of entertainment because. Well, there's nothing sinful about it. Uh, Look where it leads. Who's promoting it? Well, everyone else is doing it. That's great. I'm going to be different. Why? Because you want to be weird? No, I'm just trying to make sure that my life matches up with what Christ wants. Somewhere along, the, somewhere along the way, a lost person who finds himself in need and he's looking for reality in religion, they're going to start looking at the people that they assume are associated with religion. You know, most people, when they come to church for the first time, it's because they've been hurt. Somewhere in their life, something has happened. Some major event has happened, and they've been nailed to the wall, and now they're over there going, man, maybe I better check out this religion thing. Maybe there's some hope there. Why do they do that? Because there's not hope in their life. They've tried all the other stuff. (coughs) Really, addictions? Why do addictions happen? Because they ain't got nowhere else to go. I'm dead serious. They've got no place else to go. I, it blew my mind when I found out that, that like 60 plus percent of Vietnam, Vietnam soldiers while they're in Vietnam were hooked on heroin and 90% of those came back and quit on the spot. Why? Because of the circumstances that they were put in. They were finally back to normal life and they were able to live normal life. Are you following, are you following me a second? They were, they were under so much stress over there and they were able to turn away from the addiction because the circumstances change. You hear me? You hear what I'm saying? You know why people continue down that pathway and just keep going and keep going and then they have to go like all the celebrities that we know that have an early death, half, more than half of them at least are by drugs? Why? Because they've reached the top and they still haven't found what they're looking for. They thought, if I could just reach the top. And so they keep going back to something that gives them a few moments 
of peace. And here we are with the Prince of Peace in our life. I, you know, one of the greatest things you can teach your young, young Christian believers is that other young believers, don't, they're not the same. They don't go to bed every night and go, oh, if anything happens, I'm going to be in heaven. Well, I'm fearful. No, you don't have the fear that, they, that lost people have. It's not the same. You're not the same. You have different people. There's a Jesus Christ does things inside of you that makes a, your life different than theirs massively. Amen. No, we're just like the rest. No, you're not. You are not. You, you, you want to get people talking openly. Amen. Get people talking openly. Let them talk. And you're going to find that people are looking for a light. And here we as Christians go around through our whole life. I, I just don't want, to, I don't want to stir anything up. You know, I don't want to get in trouble. Don't want to attract too much attention. No! Attract attention! Now listen, you don't have to be weird. This, sometimes I say stuff like this and people think, well, you just you want us to go around and be you know, peculiar people, so let's go all be peculiar. Just like we're from the 40s and, or maybe the 20s. No. What's Christ saying? Go do it. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. You know, it's funny, when it comes to charity, everybody wants to be on the receiving end, but as believers, we're supposed to be on the giving end, no matter whether we're receiving or not. That's the story of the cross. The story of the cross is he sacrificed himself out of his love for us. That's what love is, by the way. It's action. Self-sacrificing action so that others may benefit no matter the cost to me. But here, as here, even as believers, we're still following the Dr. Phil and Oprah session that i got to take care of me first. I need to love on me first. No. You, if you're a believer, you need to love others. You need to be a servant to others. You need to be forgiving others. You need to be helping others. God will fill you and take care of you in the process. You need to be a light to others. Your light is not for you. That's, that's a light under a bushel. I got my light, and it's just for me. No. No. That's wicked. That's wicked. You know what's interesting to me? It doesn't say here that you have to be any more than one candle power. What does that mean? You're only responsible for what you got. Well, I can't affect everybody. Nope, but you got a light. Come on! Just one candle power. Just make sure it's not hid. Just hold it a little higher. What, what, do you, what can you do this week to hold, hold your light just a little higher? Come on. Does it, okay, let me just ask you a real honest question. Does anybody here have trouble with speaking and then wishing you hadn't? Is that normal? Yeah. You know what's not normal? I, I shouldn't have said that. Would you forgive me? That's not normal. We think, and I heard, they're not speaking. Sometimes people get that far, they, they don't speak. But most of us are still human, and when we get punched, we like to punch back. And in our day and age, a punch is usually verbal. <laughs> That's the norm. You know what's not norm? I was wrong. 
I should not have reacted that way. My Lord would not be happy with me. Please forgive me. You hear that? That's not normal. That's good works. That's light. That's Jesus Christ in you. They're going to look at you and say, yeah, whatever. They don't know what's going on. They're going to walk away going, that was weird. Why? Because a little bit of light just shined in on their darkness. Amen. Be a higher light. On purpose. It, you know, one of, the, one of the scariest things I found out as a teenager was that I didn't have to be the recipient of peer pressure. I could actually be the giver. There are some teens who recognize that and use it for all the wrong reasons. And I did both. <laughs> I was on both sides of that as a teen. I was on plenty of the wrong influence until someone looked at me and challenged me and said, you called to preach? Yep. How come you don't act like it and try to lead people that way? I'm like, ouch. He's not wrong. Conversation starts heading down one way. Uh, we shouldn't be talking like this. You, you know what's interesting is when somebody else hears that, they go, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. We think we're going like, to get in massive big trouble. And what we're going to find out is, you know what? People are looking for light. And what they're looking for is people passing through their life that have light. Someone who can stop and say, no, this is wrong. I'm not going with the flow on this one. The Lord would not be happy with this. The Bible says, blah, blah. I'm saying blah, blah, blah. That was disrespectful. I didn't mean it to sound that way. I can't do that. Why? Because this is what I'm supposed to do. How come you treat your parents that way? They treated you like dirt. Well, the Bible says, honor your father and mother. Doesn't, listen, you know, it's kind of interesting, but honor doesn't mean that I have to, I have to overlook all the humanity that, my, that our parents, grandparents, or whoever was influencing in my life is, but it still means that they deserve honor because God told me to. How can, how can you live with that other believer in your church? You know they're wicked, right? I mean, they do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but they're a believer, and the Lord said I'm supposed to love them. You mean you put up with that? Well, I didn't say I was going to put up with it. But I am supposed to love them. Do, 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 you know what, do you know what it looks like to hide? Like, you know that person's in the church, and you really don't want to talk to them, so you hide your light. And you come into church, as soon as you see them, cover it up, cap it off, and leave the church. See that person in the grocery store? I am out of here. Cap the light. I'm gone. No, how can you be a help and a blessing? Uh, you, th- th- you, know, you all know this to be true. The people that hurt the most are hurting the most. The people that hurt the most are the people who are hurting the most. And guess who needs the most light? Those who have the most darkness. That's why it's on you, it's, it cracks me up. The, pe- the people who get gloriously saved are the people everybody thinks, oh, we can't go talk to them about the Lord. Why? Because that, they're wicked and evil. Yeah, they're the ones who actually need the light the most. Amen. Your religion is not private. Not if you're a New Testament Christian. This should not be private. Hold it higher. Stop trying to fit in with the flow. Stop trying to match with the rest of the world. No, be a believer. 
Theology is not something that's distinct from us as believers. It's supposed to get into us and, and, and come out of us. Be a higher light. Let's, let's look at it again. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Do it. Shine. Well, how? That's for you to figure out. Talk to the Lord. How can you let your light shine tomorrow when you go to work? <coughs> how? How can you put that light on a candlestick tomorrow? How can you let your light shine? The guy's still in school? How many more weeks? Eight days. Okay. Yes. You got eight days. Those of you in school, you got eight days to, to show your light. Or you can just try to fit in. I just want people to like me. That's really great. And they're all going to go to hell. Because somebody didn't have a light. You're going to interact with moms. You're going to interact with other moms this week. You're going to interact with co-workers. Some of you. Neighbors. How can you... How, how can you lift that light just a little higher? You don't, have to be, you don't have to be super saint. You hear that? Again, it's still only one candle power. You're only responsible for your light. Lift it. And then we look at this church. You realize that this church, collectively, we are responsible to lift the light of Jesus Christ here and put it on a candlestick. How do we do that? Greatest, I'm telling you, you want to encourage a pastor's heart? You did this time. Absolutely. Walk in that foyer door and see only those three water bottles left on that table that was full. That, that, that encourages a pastor's heart. Why? Because the church took it upon themselves to say, we can lift our light a little higher. Yeah. We can do this. We can lift our light a little higher. What are you going to do? People need Jesus. They don't need fakery. They don't need someone who's trying to fit in with the flow. They need Jesus. They need the light of the world. And the only way they're going to get it is not through some vision or dream. It's through seeing normal other people who are carrying the light of God with them. Amen. How are you going to lift your light higher this week? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do tomorrow to lift your light higher? Because you can. Amen. Lift your light higher. Father.